Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Father God, I lift this word up for you that you've laid on my heart to share with the body. Thank you for just the wisdom to share it and for the people for ears to hear and for truths that you download for them to hear um, and to digest and take back and to ponder. And We're just so thankful for this time in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to, oop, wrong way. Let's see. Is that right? Oop. Oop. Is it not? Well, it would help probably if I had it on, right? <laughs> would help if I turned it on. There we go. So I'm going to be coming out of the Amplified today, and this is something I don't, I've not really done historically. So this is new, so it's, it's exciting because we've already started talking about some of what, um, you know, that God laid on my heart because, you know, we're in um, calendar year 24, and I'm going to be coming out of Psalm 24. But this is going to be out of the passion, but it's, it's amazing what God has been doing with our body because he's been doing a lot, not just figuratively, but spiritually with our body, how he's shifting things. And I, I loved what Stephanie shared, the importance of going back and revisiting it, looking at your journal, looking at those shifts that God's taken you through. And I know I've just gone through a big one with my job. And so that's actually a good reminder for me about looking at that, because I did the same job for 20, well, two jobs for the 27 years at the state. But it was always about being in the field working with the people. But I was, because I knew that was what I was supposed to be out, out in community, out in the field. But so now my, I've shifted from that to do more, what, to, what can I do from home base now? Um, what are some of the things he's asking me to do? So, so yeah, I'm going to be talking about, you know, Psalm 24 today because, and to give it some context, this is um, King David. Um, he's bringing back the Ark of the Covenant, and if I'm remembering this correctly, it's when he's bringing it back into Jerusalem, and I think it's where he dances, Ooh, you know, that episode. So I, I've been watching that the miniseries from 10 years ago about the Bible. I don't know if any of you remember that from 2013. You know, it's Rama Downey and her husband, Mark Burnett, um, did that did that miniseries, and it specifically was about just different characters in the Bible, and um, uh, Roma Downey, as you get to some of the latter episodes, played Jesus' mother. And I don't know if you remember, Mark Burnett was um, Survivor. I don't know if you remember that original Survivor. He was one of the first people, if I'm remembering correctly. And he actually was from Michigan. So it was just, so they did a biblical kind of a mini series about, well, about the Bible, and it was in Hollywood. So, but it, it was very telling as I looked at the different characters, but there was themes in that. So, um, so what, uh, one of the things that I'm, well, I, what I'm talking about today is the alignments between 2024 and 5784. 
um, which 5784 and, and is what I shared previously is, you know, it's the year of going through your door. Here at Shekinah International, we celebrate the Hebrew calendar, but we also stay in tune to our U.S. calendar. This past week, as we entered into 2024, um, this past week we entered into 2024, um, and this is a year of going through your door. There are promises that God has laid on hearts for each of you, each of you for this year. In order to enter into and through the door, it will be important to have your compass set correctly. You know, I love that term compass, and I have a visual. I want to go to the next slide here in a second, but I've, you know, when you think about what a compass does, it's important to have it set correctly because you can have it off. And if it's off, like for instance, you know, radar, if you're in an airplane, if you don't have things set on alignment, your plane could fly into a mountain. Literally, and that has unfortunately happened. Um, and I don't speak any of that over our team going to Africa, but I just say that the angels be on those, each of those wings, each of those wings on that airplane. Um, so I, I know I'm just, I'm just chuckling, but that compass, um, but how do you set that, your compass to make it, you know, to give you that alignment? Um, what does that entail? Being a man and woman after God's heart, when we make the shift into 2024, how do you have your heart aligned? What does that mean? Become a man and woman after God's heart. That will keep you on the right path You're, and not be distracted. Um, you know, I said back in October, I highlighted the importance of being able to war over the promises God has given you. Make no mistake about it. There is a war over your promises. The enemy doesn't want you to enter into your promises. So entering into and going through your door will be important, as I said, to have that compass set correctly. But how do you do that? What does that entail? What does it mean to be a man or woman after God's heart? What does it mean to be, how do we chase after God's heart? You know, because the analogy is that's actually King David. You know, he was a man after God's heart. You know, he was blessed, but he also sinned. Um, he did. And how do you chase after God's heart? What does that mean? How do we do it? Um, so I love this, you know, this picture here, this compass. Um, it's a handheld compass, you know, it can be used as a map. And you can see it shows all the directions. And it's important to use landmarks and common places that you know as your guide for using this compass um, so you can go in the direction that, you, you know, you're trying to get to so you don't get off track. Um, since ancient times, when compasses were first created, it has been viewed as a symbol of safety and protection. It can also guide you home safely and protect you from getting lost. You know, I think of a lighthouse. If you think about, you know, lighthouses, what they do, you know, they're, they're on the shores of big, big lakes or oceans. And those lighthouses really are for the people so the boats know where land is so they don't crash into it. So it's like a compass is like, I use the analogy of a lighthouse. So it, it can draw you in, but it will take you not, it, it will show you the direction, but then you need to make your progress steady. But it will give you enough room, so it will take you to the shore, I guess, is really what a lighthouse does. Um, so I see landmarks, thinking about, um, you know, your landmarks for being a man or woman after God's heart. And how do you chase after God's heart? How do you get that if you desire that? Hopefully that's what we all do. And some of us are, are, are in that growing process, and we've never arrived. We always will be growing in this area. I'm thinking, you know, God's word, being in the word. 
How do we chase after God's heart? We get in his word daily. We're in prayer, worship, just like, I mean, everything we do here. But, you know, it's important to have that corporate time, but also you need that time at home. You need that quiet time, right, Carrington? <laughs> I love you, Carrington. Because you will understand as you, as you get older, because, and I know some of us, I know especially those with mamas that have children or fathers that have kids too, um, you know, you love your kids and you want to be with them, but then you both need your space too so you can do what you need to do. And, it, and that's very healthy. It's very healthy. So, you know, when you, um, when you raise your child up, they'll know which way to go. You know, so they will go out and they will do the things that God's called them to do. Um, so know that um, going through your door will take some work. And I'm here to say there may be some challenges. But when we look at Psalm 24, and I want to first explain the reason why I chose Psalm 24 is I listened to some of the prophetic insights as we got into this new calendar year. Everyone I talked, I listened to, well, at least two or three of them, Patricia King being one of them, and a few other ones, Psalm 24 kept coming up. That really is a guidepost for 24 because there's some key things in there to be looking at. That's not to say that other scriptures aren't. So this is just what I heard from God. So I just want to want to um, make that clear that this is what God spoke to me about, and because of how I'm kind of wired. I really look at the numbers sometimes. They speak to me um, on things to, you know, what to follow, and, and not following numbers, but just the whole prophetic insights that he gives me. Um, so when you look at Psalm 24 and verses 1 to 2 and the passion, this is what uh, we begin with here. Yahweh claims the world is his. Everything and everyone belongs to him. He's the one who pushed back the oceans to let the dry ground appear, planting firm foundations for the earth. You know, I just had a visual looking at that. Think about how he created the heavens and the earth. He's going to control over everything. And I think sometimes we forget that. And I'm just going to say, I know I'm probably the only one that thinks, oh, you know, it's, it's all my thing. You know, but God is over the heavens and the earth. He created all things. There isn't anything he can't accomplish for us. We need to trust in him to do what he has said he will do. And Brent, I loved your message last week about trust um, because it's, that's so key for going into 24. And I'm going to talk more about that, but how important, because when we don't trust God, our compass gets off. Let's face it. We have... Okay, I'm just going to be tr real here with people. We have all these prophets out there that are saying things that they sound good, but, you know, I really want to encourage you, and this isn't about anybody here, so I'm just, this is not about Shekinah and about words we've spoken here. These are like national people that have platforms, and they're saying things. It's not that what they're saying is wrong. It's, think about the, we don't know people's hearts, so that's between them and God, but always test a word. Always test a word what you hear. Um, but God is in control, um, and I know I have people who have said, well, why does he have bad things happen to people, good people? And I'm, you know, like, you know, Alan, we've been praying for Israel. I mean, my heart's in Israel, literally, literally, thinking of those places that Stephanie and I went on our trip five years ago, the people we met. And, um, and I'm talking about the people in the Palestinian, the Gaza area, too, because we prayed over that area. We prayed for those people. 
So this isn't about taking sides, but when Israel is blessed, we will be blessed. The scripture is clear about that. And I know, um, I, I pray for our, the younger people and some of the message that they're hearing on some of the campuses. And me being by Michigan State, I literally live right near campus. So I just pray because, um, you know, like here it talks about planting firm foundations for the earth. Again, going back to the land, how important it is about the land and the words and just having that firm foundation. Um, but trust, we, we have to trust in him. We do, and, I, and I'm not going to say it's easy. I know, I think about our building project. I know that building project stuff, and I just, um, but, um, but think about, you know, I had a visual about how God created the heavens and the earth, you know, that the Bible miniseries. Again, I watched 10 of the episodes, well, I got two more left, but watched in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God in the beginning. Um, but... Um, but thinking about in Genesis and God created the heavens and the earth, you know, and he created and he created man I, I, the sixth day and in the seventh day he rested. Um, so it, but, you know, God, how do I want to say this? Um, Yahweh claims the word as his, and it is his. He claims the word as his. Um, so we just, we have to, Stand on that. It's so important. So um, I'm going to go to the next slide. Okay, and this is, we're moving on to verses 3 to 4 in the Passion. Who then is allowed to ascend the mountain of Yahweh? Who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth. Those who never deceive, whose words are sure. Wow. It's important as you enter into your door in 2024 to stand before the Lord with clean hands and a pure heart. Who is allowed to ascend the mountain of Yahweh? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. You know, thinking about, you know, this is such a prophetic analogy, you know, of, you know thinking about Jerusalem and that, you know, seeing Jerusalem from a distance and going up that mountain and, you know, seeing, you know, that's where Jesus went on his last, well, it was the Mount of Olives, but, um, but how, um, you know, we're called to ascend as well, to go up higher, take your mountains, ascending up higher. Who is allowed to ascend the mountain of Yahweh? And, and those with clean hands and a pure heart, but when you think of the flip side, those without clean hands and a pure heart, they were not going to be able to. They're not going to be able to stand before the Lord. And I don't personally want to be one of those people, and so I have to repent. Um, so having that priv the privileges of the privilege of ascending the mountain in order to enter into God's holy place, um, and I, you know, you guys have seen seen me at my probably realist and um, different things, um, but I just want to encourage you because this is a year of not not um, being lackadaisical. This is a year of you got to take care of business. And I'm just, you know, as we've talked about, have your head on a swivel. And this isn't about being, you know, being worried or being fearful, but know that times are very serious right now. Again, you um, having clean hands and a pure heart, what does that mean? Clean hands, you know, you're, you're not doing things with your hands that are unclean. And this isn't about the food, but this is about, you know, doing things you shouldn't be doing. 
okay, being with people you shouldn't be doing. I'm not going to go any specifics, but, you know, people that um, are not your spouses or if you're not married, um, being with other people, and I'm talking in the physical sense, um, but also your heart. What is in your heart when you say and do things? What is in your heart about that? And I'm going to say this again. What does this mean? And I said this um, I would say in the cases that people are not going to have the privilege of ascending the mountain in order to enter into God's place, I would say they're going to be disqualified. And I said this in October, and I'm going to say it again. You're going to see people disqualified that are in leadership that will not repent. And I think we're seeing some of that in some big-name ministries right now. Um, and, and I think it's important, though, that you pray for those people. And leadership is tough. Um, the pressures, and I'm not going to say, and I'm standing up here saying, I know I don't always get it right. I know I get frustrated, and, and I'm, I'm Scotch-Irish, and whatever else that God has put in me that I don't know, but I know it's all him, but um, I'm talking about my DNA, my cult, the culture I come from, but um, I think we are going to see more people being disqualified, and I think, and sometimes that needs to happen. People need to go back and learn and go back up that mountain that he's called them to. And I think we're seeing some things at IHOP, Kansas City. Um, so just pray for the body of Christ, not just there, but the body of Christ in general. You know, think about what if that was your church and a lot of things were happening, and I've been a part of church issues and splits in the past from other places I've attended. It's very painful. Um, it's very painful, and, the, and I think... Um, it gives the the um, world, um, when the world looks at that, they're looking at, like, people, especially when pastors stumble, you know, because pastors or the leaders are called to a higher standard. Um, it does make the church look bad, but, and then the people in the world say, see, see, you know, see what the church, what's going on with the church. It's like they're just there to take their money. They're no better, and it's like, but but God, but not everybody is like that. Um so um, I just want to encourage you as you enter into your door in 24, ask yourself, Lord, is there, anything in, or my, is there anything in my heart that's not pure? If it is, help me, Lord, help me, and it's okay. If there are things that I've done or my hands clean, and I'm taken spiritually clean, is there anything that I've done? Is there anything I've said? Um, is there any sin that, that's in my, in my heart? Please point it out. And I'm just going to tell you, and things may come up from your past that you totally don't, you totally forgot about, and it's okay. I've actually personally been going through that about as far as asking God from situations I've passed, did I handle that situation correctly? Do I need to reach out to that person? And some people I have, and other people he said, no, the door is shut, and it's okay. So I just want to encourage you um, that, you know, 2024 is a time to make sure you're in alignment and you're with having clean hands and a pure heart. That's not to say we're perfect. I just want to stand up here and say we are not perfect. And I am definitely not perfect. And I know I've had my challenges with people in my own blood family. I will say, I will say that. Um, and people in former workplaces. Um, but know that, you know, God loves people. God loves us. And just remember whose you are. And it's not about, you know, our, our title or our works, but it's about whose you are and who you carry in you because we actually are a, an example to the world of when we, when you see Christians, um, you know, in public, 
you know, just basically, f you know, swearing, carrying on, acting a fool, if, if I could just say that, um, that that's going to be, and somebody could see that, that it's like, and they know you from another church, and so just to know how you carry yourself is so important about being an example, and again, I'm not saying this, that people are perfect, I'm definitely not saying that, but know that, um, that for 2024, um, entering in and to that place where, you know, asking God, having the clean hands and the pure heart, so important. Um, there was a prophetic word, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to read it here. I'm probably going to put it in the group chat. Um, it was by Nate Johnson, The Year of Ascend, and it's about going up that mountain, and it's going up the mountain season. And he, and I want to share a little bit here. Um, and he's from Dallas, Texas. So one night, um, and this is before he, we entered the new year, he was sharing this, and this is from the Elijah list. Um, so I woke up hearing the Lord say, I am breaking you away from the rat race that has worn you down and exhausted you. I'm leading you away from the rest of the herd, not to isolate you, but to free you, for I have been preparing you to close the door on man's ways and methods that have spread you thin and enter the door of my spirit. I'm leading you into a going up the mountain season. Okay, and we're talking about verse 3 here in, um, in Psalm. Yeah, verse 3. Um, I'm leading you into a going up the mountain season where you will ascend with me and learn a new rhyme, or well, rhythm, sorry, and synergy in my presence. It will be a season of coming up the mountain receiving, then returning down the mountain and releasing it to the world. And I really thought that was an analogy of what we do here with Shekinah. We go up the mountain, we go, and think of our worship here, where we go up, we release a prophetic word, and we come back down. But also when you go to your, to your traveling overseas, you're releasing things, but you're, bringing, you're taking things there, but then you're coming back to us and releasing things too. Um, and this is where he continues on and says, next year we'll give you, and he's talking about 2024, next year will you give yourself more to the secret place than the public place? Think about that. Next year will you give you more to the secret place than the public place? Will you choose the carpet over stages? Will you come and be poured into more than you pour out? Will you lay down your ambitions and ideas and trade them for mine? Will you not rush the special moments that come? Will you not prostitute the revelation I give you? I'm like, ooh, boy, this is a good word. Um, and, and I'm going to continue on. For up the mountain, I will give you new eyes and a new way of seeing. I will give you a heart after my own heart, and you will feel what I feel, and you will move and step with me instead of against me. But he prepared because this posture will, but he, but, be, sorry, excuse me, but be prepared because this posture will ruin your plans and make you look lazy and foolish. For while others are choosing the hamster wheel, you will choose to sit at my feet. I thought, well, that's good, Lord. It will sometimes feel counterproductive, but I will accomplish far more through you as you choose to ascend. And from the mountain, I will re reveal my heart and plans to you and invite you into them for the days to come. Um, and then just a couple other sections he has about having pure hands advance the kingdom. This season, I am purifying and delivering my church so they will be again set apart unto me. 
In 2024, there will be an anointing to distinguish good from evil, and they will become apparent to those who ascend. I will expose the enemy's plans on the world stage and call my ascended ones to counteract them. I guess I actually thought about things we're doing here, Stephanie, um, and some of the things you're doing with some of the, the Detroit meetings and things like that. I will expose the enemy's plans on the world stage, this is national too, and call my ascendant ones to counteract them. I will expose the hands of the wicked and thwart the plans of the crafty so their plans achieve no success. So ascending, that's going to be important, which is going higher up in your worship, you know, in your prayer. Just like in the scripture, um, I believe it's in Revelations, and I don't know if it's three or four. Come up higher, come up higher. Um, and he wants us to come up higher to see him. Um, the year of going through the door. What does it mean to have clean hands and a pure heart? And I know I talked about this. You're free from sin. You're not compromised. If you do stumble, repent quickly. It's so important to do it. I mean, we can't put it off. You got to do it quickly. As Stephanie and I, I know we've talked about this because, you know, and I pray. And I'm, and I'm not saying, again, I'm not going to be up here saying I do things perfect. I sometimes think, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Tell me, what, is there something else? What's going on and what's happening? And we have to do it. We can't delay because that, number one, what's going on in your heart that you're, you're not repenting on whatever it is, and we're seeing we're seeing things being exposed um, in the national. You know, you see things in the news, but you are free, you know again what it means to have clean hands and a pure heart. You're free from sin. You're not compromised. And again, we we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We we have. So this isn't about being perfect. I just want to encourage you because we can get into that religious spirit and think about how the, the Pharisees, and I'm watching this, I love these mini-series, I do, I like these, because I'm like literally in the story thinking, come on, Jesus, let's go. Because um, this one, you know, everybody, well, some, many remember the Passion of the Christ that was made with, Mel Gibson made that, and that was a beautiful movie, but there are parts that were so hard to watch during the crucifixion and his beating. And I just, I, I had a hard time. I cried and cried through the whole movie, but that, there were things I just could not watch. I just, um, it's not that I didn't. I, I knew he went through it. It was what the word says is he was so disfigured, you didn't know who he was. But it was so realistic how they did that. Um, I say all that to say that um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> But I'm you're li I'm literally right in some of these, in these episodes of seeing these people, these characters that are compromised, like Saul. You know, Saul compromised. He didn't wait for the prophet to come to do the sacrifice. He wanted to do it now, and and his kingdom got torn apart, literally, literally, because um, he would not wait. But David would not. He would not take him out because he was told not to because he was the anointed one. So until Saul died, David wouldn't touch him, even when he had a chance to. And his men, when they came from, when Saul was in the cave relieving himself, he was going to the bathroom, and he was very, he was like pretty much David could have killed him, but instead David cut his cloth, the bottom of his, his, um, 
his garments, and then his men said, why didn't you kill him? He's like, he's God's anointed still. He knew. Because David was a man after God's heart. Even though David did sin with Bathsheba, he, he w- and he repented. He did. He repented. Um, so, you know, I just want to encourage you, to, um, thinking about what it means to have you, when your heart is pure and um, it's, it has no ill will towards others or thoughts of evil. You do not have your heart set on the world but on the Lord. You deal honestly both with people and man and all things. And I, and I guess I think about spending all those years in state government. I can just honestly say there were times that people offered me bribes, literally. I, it, I was, and I said, no, we can't do this. And it may not be a big deal because I know people that took them. And these, when I say bribe, meaning, well, if you approve this, we can take you out for dinner and do this, and that's that quid pro quo. But that I signed a, a you know a code of ethics as a state employee that we don't do that. And I know people that did, but I knew in my heart the I handled my business the way the Lord showed me, and um, and I got bullied. I got um, people that harassed me, and literally, and in some cases, I, I had death threats. And at the end of the day, I knew I stood my ground. And it wasn't that I was, I was doing, I, I think what I realized is there was something that, because there were people either for me or against me. When they were for me, it was great. But the ones that were against me, they were against me, literally. Literally in ways that I didn't understand. And um, especially with a couple, couple of places where I had our, in my in the job I was in before, one of the, the staff people had been there a long time and said, well, you were so-and-so, you know, they were investigated by the FBI. You know, you need to make sure you protect your files and things. I'm like, what are you talking about? So he's sharing these stories. I'm like, oh my gosh, really? Because the corruption was so bad in some of these places. And, and, I, and I pray about that because, you know, we're seeing some of that and it does happen. And it happens in our state and um, nobody is um, immune, no state is, but that's why it's important to pray for our leaders to turn. And I've had to repent of words I've said about leaders. <laughs> I, have, I know I've shared some things with Stephanie, but I think at the end of the day, um, people, you know, people are human. Um, sometimes they do make mistakes. Some learn from them, some don't. Um, but at the end of the day, God put me in these positions to work with specific regions because I, I, I was, um, I was thinking about, um, sorry, I'm just emotional about it, to be, a, to be a carrier of his presence. And I didn't understand that. And I think when I got ready to retire, like a couple months before that, I started getting, you know, just, people were just encouraging and sharing about how I made a difference. And, um, and it really blessed me, thinking, Lyra, when you were talking about the, you know, with the, some of the things you shared about people, the people you worked with in your job and the people you served and the kids. You know, I had people share things with me that I did make a difference and never knew it. And, you know, and, oops, sorry. And it wasn't about um, the accolades or glory, but I just wanted to make a difference in Detroit, in Flint, um, wherever God took me, Wayne County, you know because those were some of the biggest regions, you know, Genesee County. Those are the regions, particularly in Detroit. I worked with Detroit probably my whole time in state government, and um, I learned a lot about what I didn't know. I had to make deposits into people's lives there that um, they didn't know me, 
And I had to have clean hands and a pure heart because there were times that I wasn't treated well because unfortunately the gover government hasn't treated people well down there. And so I was like um, somebody they just didn't know. And so is this girl real? You know, she's, I was definitely not a typical state employee. So I say all that to say that I had to go through a process and he's still, ta he's still taking me through a process, but we're in different stages in life. Um, but I want to encourage you, uh, you know, like um, about that clean hands and a pure heart, you know, standing before God, having that, that opportunity to stand in his presence. And we do that. We do that here very well. But thinking about being at home, but, you know, you never know, you know, Carrington, you shared that verse about you never know when you're entertaining angels um, in your presence. Because literally when I worked downtown, I think I had angels visit me that they needed help. And, and God said, are you going to help that person or are you going to walk by? Literally, I helped somebody. I helped get them some food. I showed them where the homeless shelter was. I was on my lunch hour walking. And this guy was, he, was, he looked pretty down, down on his, he just looked pretty down. And, um, and, God, and I'm thinking, Lord, I think that's an angel. And he's like, you never know. So I'm just like, and then I found $10 after that. I'm like, okay, Lord, there's something with that. Um, but I say all that to say that you just don't know how God's going to use you. And I've, and there have been times where I have walked by people and I've gotten convicted and turned around and they've not been there. They've disappeared. So I think sometimes God tests us, you know, and he tests us. Um, so. Um, so I think we're going to be in a time just like what the scripture is, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess Jesus as Lord. Um, this is going to be a time we're going to be on our knees in 24. And I don't say that, again, to scare you. I'm saying that to, for us to get close to him, um, to ask, help me, Jesus, help me, we must seek him for our answers and assistance. And it doesn't mean that we should not get outside counsel. Outside counsel is very important. I just wanna, I wanna say that. But ultimately you have to, I just wanna encourage you because I know sometimes, I know some people like to get that word from the Lord here, the Lord there, but what is the Lord talking to you about? Not from that prophet from down the street, from that church over on the south side or the north side, east side, west side, or they're in another city or national. That's not to say those words don't mean something, but ultimately it's important that you also get confirmation for yourself um, because it's important that you're drawn to him, not to the prophet, but to God yourself or to Jesus. Um, so I do, I do think in 2024 for this year, we're going to be on our knees. And I say that as, as a prophetic sign of being humble, why humility is so important as we make this shift and go into this year. Um, and, and moving on to verses five to six, they will receive Yahweh's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior of God. They will stand before God for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. So they're gonna receive the blessings and righteousness, again, having pure, clean hands and a pure heart. We're gonna get that blessing. We're gonna stand before God and he's gonna say, well done, good and faithful servant. He is gonna say that. Um, it, you know, this is important. It's not just about your words, but also your actions. Get in agreement and address any trauma you may have in 24 if you're not doing that now. And I know some of us are, and I'm still, you know, having my tap-out sessions. So I want to encourage you, you know, that's such a gift Stephanie has. And Donna, too, you know, doing those tap-out sessions. And 
why it's so important um, to help help us get through that. And it's normal. We're and it's in layers. It's not gonna. Everything's not gonna be done at once. You know, it's gonna be in layers. Layers. Um, so just stay encouraged. Um, so I think, Ken Matt, I think I saw you come in here about communion. Um, I think we're going to do communion. Okay, good. Because I, I heard, you know, specifically the importance of being in communion with the Lord, but taking communion regularly will be important as you go through 24 to ensure your heart remains pure. And if you stumble, again, repent quickly. Taking communion regularly will keep us aligned with the will of God and his, with the will and purposes of God. Um, I just love the fact that we do communion regularly. It's so important because there were times that I didn't do that. And Matt, you did such a great teaching on that um, about communion. And for with um, for all things are possible with God. And it's again, I want to go back and say, you know, we we will have our our challenges. And if we stumble, get back up, repent, and get back up. And it's okay. Um, so I'm going to do these last verses quick here. Um, so, and this is verses 7 to 10. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you doorways of eternity. Welcome the king of glory, for he is about to come through you. You ask, who is this king of glory? Yahweh, armed and ready for battle. Yahweh, invincible in every way. So wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you internal doors. Here comes the king of glory. He's ready to come in. You ask, who is this king of glory? He is Yahweh, armed and ready for battle, the mighty one, the invincible commander of heaven's hosts. Yes, he is the king of glory. Um, so I, I just was thinking about, okay, wake up. He wants us to be woke up in 24. You live in gateways. We're the gateway. We're going to be the people that God's going to be working through um, as the conduit. Um, think about he wants us to wake up. Welcome the king of glory, for he's about to come through you. Welcome the king of glory, for he's about to come through you. And you ask, who is this king of glory? Yahweh, armed and ready for battle. Think about that. Wow, we're a living gateway for God to operate through us, through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who lives in each of us. We are to wake up and rejoice and celebrate our king of glory, who defends us in battle. And we are, are never alone. If we deny him entrance into our gateway, it is at our own peril. I want to say that clearly. If we deny him entrance into our gateway, we do it at our own risk. And I don't say that lightly. You know, if we don't let him in and there are things happen in our lives, it's just know that there's consequences. Again, it's important to let him in, especially if there's things he's speaking to about. I know some of us don't want to listen, and I've, I've kind of like turned my, turned my, plugged my ears, la, 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 la. It's like, you can't do that. We do, we ignore him at our own peril. Um, and it's going to be a time of waking up in 2024, waking up to God's purposes for us in 2024. And I want to encourage you about three things. Be open to new and fresh ideas in 24. Um, things that, you know, God's speaking to you about, about your job. And I'm not saying that you're shifting jobs, just saying that he may open some new and fresh ideas in your current job, maybe with your family. Um, and I'll just be transparent. There's some challenges right now with, um, you know, my parents are doing well, but there's some decline happening. So I'm having to think of some different ways to communicate and make sure that things are okay and, um, 
And if it's okay if I have the same conversation with somebody 10 times, it's okay. <laughs> um, but new and fresh ideas are going to be a part of the 2024 as we move into, you know, for our body, for our church. But also, um, God spoke to me about your neighborhood. I don't know if you have connections in your communities, maybe a local community store you go into, things people you see daily. Um, know that there's some new and fresh ideas that he's going to do in 2024. Um, faith. I wanted to share just quickly about faith. We are believers and not doubters here at Shekinah. All things are possible through him, if we only believe. The promises in his word are yes and amen to us. Shekinah International possesses a strong faith in Jesus Christ of Nazareth as Savior, Lord, Healer, Provider, Baptizer, and the Spirit Deliverer. Um, we are in an era of great faith. And one of the prophetic words Patricia shared in her book, Prophetic Manifesto for the New Era in 2020, and I don't know, some of you I think should have gotten this. Stephanie, I thought, brought some back when we went for my ordination a few years ago. Um, um, so there's prophetic words for the 2020s in here, and there's one on the era of great faith, and I want to encourage you to, you might want to revisit that. Not, I'm not going to say you should do it because this is, the, this is, what, this is what he's going to do, but I think there's some really good wisdom in here about things, and, and there, there are 20, 20 prophetic insights in here, and one of them is about faith, um, uh, about your faith, and where... Um, I want to encourage you to examine any areas of your life where you're doubting your faith in a situation. And Brent, I said this last week about, you know, you talked about trust. What a great message because one of the keys to faith is trusting in the Lord. And do you trust him to provide what he says? Um, um, now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. We will again need our faith strengthened as we go through our door into the year of 2024. Again, like I mentioned in my message, 5784 in the Hebrew calendar in October, promises have been spoken over us. In order to walk them out, we must be in agreement with them. And again, I want to encourage you, you know, to look at the, you know, Patricia's book if you get some time. Um, and if you, um, yeah, because we can get the, we can, I can help you about getting a copy if you don't have one. We'll see what we can do. But um, with God, all things are possible to those that believe. Um, in closing, faith will be key as you go through your door in 2024. We must keep our faith strengthened as we grow through the season. At times you may question, did, did, did I hear from the Lord? Did I hear correctly? You know, I would start a journal if you're not already journaling already on things. He's provided directives on, just like what Stephanie's, you know, shared about the journaling she's doing and looking at the prophetic timelines. It will be key to stay strength in your faith. And I have a picture of the double doors up there um, for you, as you will receive a double portion for things from the previous season as you go into 2024 with clean hands and a pure heart. God's going to give you a double portion. That's what I heard from him. Be encouraged, all, because God loves each of you so much. Keep praising, keep praying. God is moving in our midst. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what he wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good, and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city 
your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.